0: The Rookie is a free serialized audiobook meant for mature audiences, written and performed by number one New York Times bestselling novelist, Scott Sigler. For links to order a young adult version of this book, without all the cussing, in print, ebook, or audiobook, visit Scottsigler.com slash the rookie one word. This podcast contains mature situations, adult language, and lots and lots of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello there, Junkie. I hope you are having a fabulous weekend. Or week, whenever you happen to be listening to. To this. I recorded this episode early so I could go on my writing retreat with Rob Otto. That writing retreat is now finished. Very soon, I will begin working on the third draft of Shakedown The Crypt Book 1. This could be the final draft I don't know. I'm working with a new editor on this one. Each writer editor relationship is unique. It is it isn't like a marriage, it is a marriage. complete with highs and lows, arguments, Moments of teamwork, all the good stuff. You may ask, Scott, how is your new marriage going? Well, I don't know yet. I haven't got the manuscript back from the editor yet. But I will keep you informed as Shakedown progresses. In this story, though, the Krakens are 1-0, and winning their season opener. That is it for this week's Talkie Talk. Let's get caught up on the story so far. Then we're all going to go enter into tense negotiations on the trade deficit. Previously on the rookie. After making an ass of himself in his first upper tier post-game press conference, Quentin moves to week two for the game against the 0-1 Grand Tac Hydras. Quentin will not play this game, though. He's enduring a one-game suspension inflicted by Coach Hokor, the Hook Chest. The Hydras were 0 and 1, but drastically better than the Wu Wall Crawlers. The Hydras wore white jerseys with bright red numbers and yellow trim. The jerseys looked normal, but their leg armor was painted a bizarre red and yellow checkerboard pattern. Red face masks adorned pure red helmets, free of any logo. Quentin watched from the sidelines, his black jersey and orange leg armor pristine and unblemished with dirt or sweat or blood or the blue streaks from the plants that made up the playing field. Pine's uniform, on the other hand, was far from clean. A cut on his left forearm had spilled blood all over his shoes and his orange leg armor before Doc patched it up. Pine had been sacked three times. I am at Blue and Dirt marks spotted his uniform. His black jersey had come half untucked, and he'd never bothered to fix it. Don Pine had taken a beating. In addition to the three sacks... He'd been knocked down four times and hurried ten. Pine's classic pocket-passing style ran into problems against the Hydra's defense. The Hydra's secondary played a lot of woman-to-woman coverage, bump-and-run style, taking away Pine's accurate short-passing game. That gave the defensive line more time to get at him, which had resulted in the pounding he'd taken thus far. Hokor countered with running plays to keep the defense on its toes. The woman-to-woman coverage also meant receivers were eventually going to get free. Pinet torched the secondary with two long touchdown passes, putting the Krakens up 23-17. Both touchdown passes went to the right side of the field, to Scarborough. The Hydra star cornerback, Wichita, had shut down Haywick on the left side all day long. Quentin watched with mixed emotions. He knew he could have used his speed and mobility to avoid the defense. Each time Pine went down, he felt a smug satisfaction that Hokor was sleeping in the bed he had made for himself. Yet at the same time, Quentin wanted to win. Each time Pine threw a completion, he found himself hissing, yes, between clenched teeth. Pine kept getting knocked down, and knocked down hard, and he kept getting back up. Slower each time, it seemed, but he kept getting back up. Quentin stood by himself on the sidelines. Many of his teammates had caught his press conference. In that press conference, he'd said repeatedly how he didn't need to be friends with his teammates, and he didn't need to get along with the other races, as long as he could go on the field and complete passes. As he watched his alien teammates battle on the field, Quith Warrior, Key, and Scalorno, he started to feel regret for those rash statements. Even as he'd been talking in the press conference, he knew he should have shut his mouth, but he just couldn't help himself. The reporters had been all over him, attacking him from different directions. He handled the attack the only way he knew how, by attacking back. He'd listened to the tape afterward, expecting to be thrilled at hearing his voice in his first Tier 2 press conference. But in fact, he'd found himself quite embarrassed at the things that he had said. The game was a real nail-biter, but Hokor seemed to have things under control. Up 23 to 17, with 1 minute and 41 seconds to play, the ball in the Kraken's 32... Pokor relied on running plays to Mitchell, the machine, Fayad. From the sidelines, Quentin saw where he got his nickname. The punishing Hydra defense brought it all against Fayad, delivering big-time hit after big-time hit. Yet after each bone-crushing impact, some so devastating they made other players wince from just watching, Fayad simply popped up and ran back to the huddle. He smashed into the line again and again, dishing out as many hits as he took. Paul Pearson was Fayad's backup, just above Yasud Murphy on the depth chart at running back. Paul had also seen several carries, and Quentin hadn't been that impressed. He wondered if Yasud, also a rookie, could do better. On second and six, Pine dropped back and stood tall on the pocket. Wichita, the Hydra's all-pro defensive back, had lined up woman-to-woman over Haywick, taken two steps back as if in pass coverage, then sprinted towards Pine full speed on a blindside blitz. Pine, look out! As Pine checked through his receivers, Wichita closed the 15-yard distance in only two seconds, a white, red, yellow blur of speed. Pine saw the blitz at the last instant and fired a pass to Fayette in the flat, only a millisecond before Wichita dove at Pine's legs. Even from the sidelines, despite the roar of another 185,000-plus capacity crowd, Quentin heard the snap. Wichita hit Pine at the thigh, seemingly bending Pine in half and driving him to the side. His orange-colored leg armor split into two pieces and spun away like large chunks of shrapnel. The two players hit the ground, Wichita on top, Pine already howling in pain. As Wichita rolled off, Pine's hands flew to his thigh. His legs suddenly seemed to have an extra joint. The thigh flopped sickeningly halfway between the hip and the knee, more like a key's leg than a human's. At this new, unnatural joint, his cool suit stuck out at a weird angle. A growing circle of bright blood stained the microtubule fabric. Whistles blew as hurrah refs swarmed to the down quarterback. Doc flew out onto the field, the grav sled stretcher automatically following slowly behind. A hush fell over the crowd as Pine rolled to one side, then the next clutching his leg, his face a scrunched-up vision of agony. As Doc reached Pine, Quentin noticed the Sklorno players trembling on the field. Not the excited trembling he'd seen before, but something else, something disturbing. They huddled together, Kraken and Hydra players both, raspers linked like a pile of entangled snakes. All but Wichita, who stood a few yards away from Pine. Her arms were spread out to her sides, and her eyes looked up to the sky. Quentin didn't know what to make of the strange behavior. Doc put a small device to Pine's neck, and one second later, Pine stopped moving. Thin wire snaked out from the grav sled, sliding under Pine and lifting him up off the ground. With Pine dangling motionless underneath, the med sled glided noiselessly off the field towards the end zone. Toward the tunnel, Doc flying gracefully by its side. Quentin blinked a few times, not sure if he'd heard right. He was benched. Itzhak would be going in, not him. Barnes, get over here! Quentin pulled on his helmet as he ran to the coach. Without being told, he knelt on one knee so he could look Hokor in the eye. Hokor put a pedipalp on Quentin's shoulder and drew him close. Barnes, we're in a bad spot. We need to play for field position and let our defense win this thing. Do you understand? Quentin nodded vigorously. You run the plays that I call and we'll win this game. Quentin nodded again. If we have to pass, they're going to come after you. That's why I need you now. Itzhak can't scramble the way you can. Our set, dive right, tell Fan to just get the first down. Quentin stood and ran onto the field. The crowd roared approval, but he didn't hear them. A glance at the scoreboard told him Fayette had picked up five yards in the last play, making it third down, one yard to go. He felt like he was floating instead of running as he reached the huddle. It was different this time. All first-string players, dirty, bloody, intense, and mean. This wasn't garbage time, and every one of the ten sentients in the huddle wanted to win. They looked at him, some with suspicion, some with hope. Warburg smiled at him and gave him a quick thumbs up. Our set, Quentin said, surprised to hear his voice crack like a pubescent teenager. He cleared his throat. All right, our set, dive right. We need a first down here. On two, on two. Ready? Break, the huddle called in unison. Quentin walked to the line, adrenaline racing through his body, making him feel like a vibrating holo sign. The human and quiff linebackers looked at him like he was a mortal enemy. The key defensive linemen looked at him like he was a meal. The Krakens lined up with two tight ends, Tom Perlis at fullback and Fayette at tailback. Haywick lined up wide right. Wichita only two yards off her in woman-to-woman coverage. Blue, 15! Quentin called as his eyes swept the defense. Blue, 15! The Hydras lined up in a 5-2 with defensive backs up close, a run-stopping formation. The right cornerback played in tight, and the free safety was cheating up to the line. They, like everyone else in the stadium, knew it was a run play. They knew that Fayad would get the ball. That was the safe thing to do, the smart thing to do. Quentin's mind flashed a light year a minute, calculating the positions and intended directions of each defensive players.
1: Hut, (laughs) hut!
0: The world around him slowed to half speed. The ball slapped into his hands and the line exploded into a melee. Quentin pivoted for the handoff and as he did, he saw the free safety dive forward and the right cornerback come in for a run blitz. The Hydras hoped to jam the off-tackle hole, and the cornerback would keep Fayad from bouncing to the outside. Fayad would have nowhere to run, they would stop him, and the Krakens would be forced to punt. Quentin reached the ball back for Fayad, then at the last second, he pulled it just out of Fayad's reach. Fayad tried to turn, looking to the ground as if there were a fumble, but his forward momentum carried him into the line. The free safety slipped through the hole and hit Fayette at the waist. The blitzing cornerback came in fast and saw too late that Quentin still had the ball. Quentin tucked the ball and drove to his right. The cornerback planted her feet, but he was by her before she could change direction. As soon as he moved past her, he cut up field at an angle. The corner came after him, and he'd never seen a player change direction that fast. The strong safety came at him from the defensive backfield, eliminating any cutback into the middle. The quith warrior outside linebacker, number 52, Billis the Destroyer, went into a side roll, quickly moving back at an angle that put him in front of Quentin. Billis popped out of his roll, suddenly on all fours right in front of Quentin, strong petty palp sticking out to his sides. Quentin threw a head-and-shoulders juke to his left, to the inside. Billis bought it, and Quentin instantly drove to his right, to the outside, in a cut that would leave the linebacker grasping only air. Billis the Destroyer instantly matched the move. No way anything can move that fast. Quentin had time for that one thought before Billis leveled him, catching him under the chin and knocking his head back. Quentin's feet flew out from under him as his body still moving downfield, spun backwards until the back of his head smashed into the ground. He bounced once and rolled to an ungraceful stop. (laughs) The world rushed back to normal, some unseen force seeming to tap off the mute button in his brain. The sound of 185,000 plus hit him like a hammer. He stood up, energy pumping through every molecule in his body while pain radiated through his brain. He'd thrown that same move at least a thousand times in his PNFL career, and it always left the defenders in the dust. But the Quith warrior linebacker, he'd never seen such amazing lateral movement. Billis the Distrayer had matched his in-cut and his out-cut as if he were Quentin's mirror image. On all fours, like an orangutan, the Quith's low center of gravity let them move side to side far faster than any human. The Hydras called a timeout, stopping the clock with one minute and 36 seconds left to play. The ref signaled first down, and the chains moved forward as Quentin jogged back to the huddle. he picked up 11 yards on the play. Pokor's face popped to life in the holographic heads-up display. Butters, what the hell was that? First down, coach. I called a dive right. That's what I ran, coach, Quentin said as he reached the huddle. Only I missed the handoff, so I improvised. Despite the noise of the crowd, Quentin winced at Hokor's voice and wondered if quith leaders had vocal cords that could rupture. Okay, okay, coach, no problem. Good, okay, same play. And this time, hand off the ball. First and ten on the Kraken's 43. Quentin turned to the huddle. The humans were smiling at him. The Sklornos stared at him with newfound reverence, and the key just looked at him in their unemotional way. Okay, all right, boys, let's do it again. X set, dive right, on one. Are you going to hand it off to me this time? Yeah, yeah, Fayette, just give me some yards. Fayette nodded once. The Krakens lined up. He handed off to Fayette. This time, the free safety stayed off the line, and the right corner waited, making sure Quentin didn't have the ball. Billis the Destroyer came free and swung his arm on a vicious hook that caught Fayette in the throat lifting the man off the ground and snapping him back after a three-yard gain. Quentin watched in horror, fully expecting Fayyad to lay on the ground with a broken neck. The whistles blew and Fayyad popped up, good as new, and ran back to the huddle, smiling. The Hydras used their second timeout. One minute, 29 seconds to go. They only had one more timeout to stop the clock. Hokor's voice came over the transmitter. Tell Fad to keep that ball covered up. Quentin nodded and called the play in the huddle. He came to the line, listening to a crowd that roared like a hundred takeoff rockets, so loud their combined voices shook the very ground. The ball snapped into his hands. As he turned, he watched the defenders. Once again, they were selling out and coming to stop the run and only the run. Quentin handed off to Fad, who avoided a would-be tackler that broke through the line. Fad spun to his left, back inside, but there was nowhere to go. He plowed into the line for no gain. The Hydras used their last timeout. Third down and seven on the Krakens' 46. One minute, 22 seconds to play. Quentin reached to his belt and tapped the transmit button. Coach, they're bringing everybody to stop the run. I can do a quick slant for a first down. Hokor's face appeared in the heads-up display. Dive left. Coach, we won't get a first down. They might get the ball back. We chew up another 30 seconds punt, then make them work the length of the field. But coach, Turn I... got the fucking ball! The voice was loud enough to make Quentin flinch. Hocor's fur puffed out, and his eye flooded a deep black. Quentin walked back to the huddle. Okay, okay, guys, we've got this one in the bag. X set, dive left. On two, on two. Ready? Break! The Krakens jogged to the line. The Hydra's players looked like characters from some war holo, dug in deep and ready for a heroic last stand against the enemy. The ball game hinged on this one play. If the Hydra stopped the Krakens here, they'd get the ball back with just under a minute to play. No timeouts, but they'd have a chance to win. If the Krakens got the first down, Quentin would just take a knee in the next two plays and the game was over. If they got the first down, they controlled the win instead of giving the Hydras a chance to snatch the victory. All the defenders moved up to the line. The free safety and strong safety stood only a few yards back from the linebackers, who themselves had lined up just two yards off the line of scrimmage. With the defense packed in like that, there was absolutely nowhere for Fayad to run. As Quentin bent to take a snap, he stole a glance at Wichita, the Hydras cornerback. She was only one yard off the blindingly fast Haywick. Too close. Haywick could run a seven-yard slant in less than a second. All he had to do was take the snap, stand, and throw as fast as he could deliver it, and Haywick would already be seven yards downfield. Flash! Flash! Quentin called. Kraken's heads turned to look at him in amazement. Blue! Dirty Joe! Blue! thirty-two. With the audible, the Kraken's players had their new instructions. Heads turned back to facing front. He'd win this game, and he'd win it right fucking now. Hot, hot! The ball snapped into his hands. Quentin stood, turned, and fired. Haywick was a streak of movement, Wichita a half-step behind. The ball ripped through the air like a laser, but a misguided laser, just a bit behind the target. Wichita closed so fast, Quentin's mind couldn't even process the movement. Haywick reached back, the Wichita cut in front of her, snatched the ball out of the air, and in the same motion, cut back to the outside and angled for the Kraken's end zone. Quentin turned reactively to pursue, but it was already too late. In the time it took him to change direction and head downfield, Wichita already had a 10-yard lead. Haywick, the only player with a hope of catching her, gave chase, but didn't have enough time to catch up. Wichita ran the 50 yards to the end zone in less than four seconds. Hydras, 23. Krakens, 23. The Hydra's kicker, Cash Wallace, and the kicking team ran onto the field as the sandpapery sound filled the stadium, along with other derisive notes from the smattering of other species present. It was the loudest boo Quentin had ever heard. He stood there, dumbfounded. Okor's face once again appeared in their heads-up display. His fur was puffed out all the way, but there was nothing cute about it this time. His eye was blacker than even a key's unblinking spot. Byrnes, get your stupid ass off the field! Quentin turned and ran to the sidelines, feeling like a condemned man walking his last mile. Teammates stood in the sidelines, glaring at him, some shaking their heads in disbelief, some pounding the ground in rage. He said a quick prayer to the high one, but the high one wasn't listening. Wallace's extra point sailed through the uprights. Hydras 24, Kraken's 23. One minute, 13 seconds left to play. Special teams ran onto the field for the kickoff. Quentin ran to Hokor and kneeled down. Hokor's eyes swirled with colors, blacks and reds, the colors of anger and hate. What did I tell you to call? Dive left. And what did you run? Slant pass left, coach. Hokor nodded and glared. Something about the look said, I told you so. Quentin felt his face turn red, and he dropped his head in shame. He had just cost his team the game. So you want to prove yourself, do you, shot? Well, here's your chance. We've got a minute left to win the game. We've only got one timeout left. Your arm is going to win this for us. Quentin looked up. Hokor was putting him back in. Back in to win the game. Quentin felt a new rush of adrenaline. This is what he was born to do. I won't screw up again, coach. Hokor nodded. If you do, Greenock will probably have you executed. The crowd roared as the kickoff sailed through the air. Richfield caught the ball for the Krakens at the five. She ran upfield, then cut right. The Hydras closed in, weaving through blockers or just running them over. Quentin recognized the Hydra with the number 23. Wichita, dodge around blockers as if they weren't even there. Richfield cut back inside and jumped high to avoid the tackle, but Wichita read the cut and launched herself through the air. She hit Richfield dead center and at top speed. Richfield's torso snapped backwards, her legs still moving forward, like she'd been shot in the chest with a cannon. First and 10 on the Kraken's 15. Quentin led the offense onto the field. Horace El-Rahim, the Kraken's kicker, could hit field goals from 45 yards out, sometimes 50. That meant the Kraken's had to get to at least the Hydra's 35-yard line to get into his range and they had one minute and eight seconds left with which to do it exit said hooker's voice in quentin's ear pulse 34 work the sideline. quentin nodded and looked over his huddle they all looked at him expecting him to lead them exit pulse 34 if you get the ball make sure you get your ass out of bounds they broke the huddle and came up to the line the hydras dug in knowing it was their game to lose billis the destroyer crowded the line showing blitz the crowd's roar grew so loud, Quentin could barely hear himself call the signals. Haywick and Scarborough lined up wide to the left, Denver and Mezquiddick wide to the right, a four-receiver formation, that was the X set. Wichita lined up over Scarborough in woman-to-woman coverage, as did the other defensive backs. Quentin looked to his right, to Denver. If Billis the Destroyer came on the blitz, Denver knew to angle in and run a hook behind Billis's abandoned coverage area. 16 Quentin tried to be heard over the crowd's roar. Billis took another step forward, edging in between his key defensive tackle and his human defensive end. <laughs> the ball slapped into his hands as the clock started ticking. Quentin dropped back. ball held high, looking for Denver's route. Billis didn't blitz and Steady backpedaled on all fours, scurrying back to cover the short zone, right where Quentin had hoped Denver would run. Denver saw the coverage and angled for the sidelines, but she was covered. Quentin looked left. Scarborough hooked up at the sidelines, but she was also covered. Haywick ran a post. She was wide open. No defender. Quentin planted after only three steps of his five-step drop and started to throw even before he saw the blur of motion coming from his left. Wichita, on a corner blitz, caught him dead in the chest. 200 pounds of power, moving at 3-flat 40-yard dash speed, knocked Quentin back like a rag doll. His helmet popped off and seemed to hang in midair as he was driven backwards. A pain stabbed through his mouth, but all he could think about was the fact that the ball was no longer in his hands. He turned as he fell, his naked face sliding across the grass. He saw the brown ball bouncing off the IMAT, wobbling towards the sidelines. Quentin scrambled to get up, but Wichita was much faster. She popped to her feet. Quentin's breath froze in his chest. All players converged on the loose ball. But Wichita got to it first. The ref repeatedly thrust a tentacle towards the Kraken's end zone, Hydra's ball. Quinn's heart sank right down and out of his chest, through his legs, and into the ground. It was all over but the crying. He felt something hard in his mouth. He spit, and a bloody white tooth landed on the blue field. The game was over. A corner blitz. He'd successfully handled that same defensive tactic more times than he could count, but Wichita had come so fast, arriving perhaps two full seconds sooner than any human corner could have ever managed. Quentin picked up his helmet and walked off the field. Head hung low, the taste of his own blood salty in his mouth. The Hydra's quarterback took a knee on first down, and the Krakens used up their last timeout. Two more knees, and the clock clicked down to zero. Hydra's 24, Kraken's 23. The sandpaper bristle sound rose to even new heights, loud enough to make the high one himself cover his ears. Game over. Quentin didn't get a chance to be the hero. He was only the GOAT. You have been listening to The Rookie, Book One of the Galactic Football League series. Produced by Ariok Morningstar with post-production by Steve Rickyberg. Written and performed by Scott Sigler. For more information on the author and more free stories, go to ScottSigler.com. Theme music is the song The Kids Are Coming For You by the band Superweapon. SuperweaponBand.com. You're to say, I'm looking for you. The kids are coming
2: for you. Nothing you can do. They're coming for you. The kids will pitch you what you Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwein. Erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator.